Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. Today, I am here with someone that I know as, as Rebecca, as B. You might know her as Becky G. B, what up? Do a little, a little shoulder dust off real quick. You know what what an saying? introduction. Hit me with a Rebecca off the bat. <laughs> or, I love it. Or as, as Bad Bunny calls you, Becky Yee. Becky Yee. Yo, I actually, after Mayores, I thought about like my, my name tag on songs, you know, when you do like collabs and stuff. And I was like, do I just like say Becky Yee? just to do it. And I actually did it a couple times. Oh, you did? Yeah, like randomly on other songs. It's sticky. It's stuck for sure. It's stuck for sure. I remember when Mayores came out, uh, shout out to my sister, Ale. Mm -hmm. My sister and I would just be yelling that at each other. We'd be like, Becky, you. And she'd be like, Becky, you. Yep. So you can't do it once. It's like when somebody says, oh, you're from Inglewood? Inglewood. Yeah. yeah like, you gotta, literally, you right. always, never fails. You got to do it. Like, so, you know, Becky, thanks for, for, for being here, for, you know, for starters. I'm, I'm excited because we have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, talked about Mayores. What, what would you say is that, is that one song that really, that you feel took you to, to the next level? Oof. I mean, there's so many pivotal moments in my career. I mean, the first one ever in my career really was Becky from the block. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the one that people were like, yo, who's this little girl, like, rapping, like, from Inglewood, like, cover song from Jenny from the block, J-Lo's in the video. Like, Sick. that was, like, that first time. I was only, I, I believe I was 15, turning 16 at the time. I was a baby, you know? Um... And yeah, it's just, it's crazy because then after that, then it was a song like Shower yep. that would then took to the next level. People were like, oh, the la da dee la da da girl, the singing in the shower. I know her. She's cool. My OG fans are a little bit like, what is this? You were a rapper. <laughs> now you're singing pop music. And I was like, look, I'm just vibing right now. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I was 16 at the time when Shari came out. And then I kind of like was still figuring it out for some time. And that's when I was maybe like around 18 um, when I decided to start my Spanish project. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, always people in our industry, they always have something to say. And it's like, well, she speaks English. Why does she want to sing in Spanish all of a sudden? Oh, because it's popular. She wants to take advantage of the audience. And I'm like. No, because I'm the 200%. Yeah. I'm 100% proud to be from Inglewood, but I'm also 100% proud to be Latina. Yeah. So, so what if I could sing in two languages? Like, I'm going to do what I want to do as an artist. And it was my biggest fear, actually. Not a lot of people know this, but it was my biggest fear to sing professionally in Spanish. I always have since I was a little girl. Um, I was the little nenita on top of, you know, tables at family parties and <laughs> the mariachis, you know, playing and my tios again, again, because they were so drunk. It's like the same song five times, <laughs> Becky, sing it. And I was so proud, you know, to know, to know how to sing in Spanish um, since a very young age. And it was that decision that really changed my career because I feel like that's when I really found myself as an artist yeah. in my Spanish music. And I did it before the Despacitos, you know, before the Mi Gentes. And Mayores was 
the record. It was yeah. the record that then took things to the next level. And I'm really proud because if you think about it, like for me, it was a way to get back to the urban side of things that yeah. I came from. Um, and it's thanks to Bad that I got to do that. And then that was his first mainstream look. Yeah, yeah. He was pure underground before that, pure underground. And so there was this really beautiful exchange in our yeah. careers at that time. Um, and it's obviously, it's crazy because now he's like Bad Bunny, like yeah. the Bad Bunny. So um, how, how, how'd that come about with, with, with that particular trap? Like... Did you approach him? Were you guys in the studio together? Like, was it like a, you know, a virtual thing? Like, how, how did it that? It was definitely what it's more times than not in our industry where you can't be together when you do it, but yeah. it's collaborative. Yeah. Um, meaning, you know, I send you this, but whatever you think, like I'm down for, send me what you want to do. Of course. So there's always, I mean, it's honestly thanks to technology. Like a lot of my features happen like that. So. Yeah. COVID didn't really stop the music making process for a lot of people because we were actually able to be home to create. Yeah. Um, but in those times, it was still very common, obviously. Yeah. So that's kind of how it went down. And it's so funny because like I remember even just like shooting the music video and like Benito needed a haircut. So it was like. They had to find a barber last minute. And then, like, they obviously had the storyline. And then it was like, oh, but he doesn't have the right wardrobe. We got to go shopping. So, like, <laughs> there was so much that happened in that day. And you see the final result of that music video. And something that I think was really special was just, like I said, that, that exchange in our careers and what that was going to lead to become. Like, we had no idea, you know? I mean, you do. You hope. but. Right. No, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you, as a creator, as a creative, I'm sure you do a lot of dope, amazing things and in hopes that something like this happens. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it does, it's a beautiful thing, especially like your, your, like this song, like you said, it kind of catapulted both of your careers yeah. to, to the next level. Now, you know, you singing, performing in, in, in Spanish, kind of making that transition because Becky, I'm 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 like so freaking proud of you, man. Thank like, you. And and like we 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 go we go back. We go you know? way back. And, Low key. And uh to see just the growth and the transition, even you know, when we were talking about this this uh you know this episode of Mondo and Friends, I was just kind of thinking back of 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 all the the different um you know, moments that you've had in your career. And it's, 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 it's so beautiful because Thank it's you. so, there's so much growth and I know how hard you have been working. And that's a, a lot of people don't see that, you know, a lot of people see you on stage and they hear your music, mm -hmm. but man, you, you've been doing this. You've been doing this since you were, I mean, a, a kid and, and you've loved it, you know, ever mm -hmm. since. And, and it's a beautiful thing. I Thank just want to, so I want to share that with you, B. And, um, you know, again, you know, starting as, as a, as a sort of like a, a, a rapper, you know, making, like you said, uh, with Becky from the block and, and going into pop and then going into, into Spanish. Um, it reminds me sort of, uh, sort of what what the late and great Selena did you know and kind of making that 
Well, she went from Spanish and then you know was going into English, um, which is kind of flipped in a sense mm -hmm. for you. Um, but I I I see you know a, a beautiful resemblance there, and I know you you recently have paid a tribute to Selena. Yes. How was that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I always try to um, pay respect where it's due. You know, she was a blueprint for a lot of young women, a, a lot of youth, really, that yeah. identify as the 200%. You know, I always talk about my bocha power. Like, my Spanish may not be perfect, but I'm as Mexican as it gets. Yeah. You know, and I think that she was such a pivotal piece of the bridge that we're still trying so hard to build to what it is to be an American-born Latino. Like, right. if that even makes sense. It kind of doesn't, but it does if you live it, right. you know? And the industry still, I think, struggles with it. I know audiences still struggle with it, but it's because we're growing as an audience that we have a place now. Like, I can do this interview with you in English. Right. And my fans, whether they speak English, Spanish, Japanese, Korean, like, whatever yeah. they speak, they're gonna tune in because they are inspired by the message. Right. Right? And the passion behind what is music, a universal language. And so, Selena, recently, um, I did a, a Selena medley, the Selena medley, um, at the, the the Houston rodeo and it it was like a movie and it was so crazy because it was a couple days after my 23rd birthday and the last time that Cell played that show she was 23. 23 yeah so I was emotional as hell like you can't even imagine and it was like this switch in me just turned on it was our finale I was like guys we need we made content for it my band we rehearsed it. I don't even know if I can swear on this. But no, you're good. It. Um, <laughs> we rehearsed the hell out of that medley. And it was like this moment where all my emotions, I was like, I cried afterwards. Mm. But when I was up there, it was like everyone in that place could feel her. You yeah. know, that's the power she has. And it's because we all felt so identified in her. And I'm proud. I'm honored to even be a smidge bit, little piece of, you know, the result of what she's inspired in other people. Um, because it, it is a huge, I think, um, source for me yeah. to kind of just know, like, authenticity is the most important. It really is. Like, she was so authentic from how she rolled with her family to, you know, the relationship with Chris to her relationship with her fans yeah. in her interviews, you know, yeah. with the pocha being so <laughs> present, like... I loved that. Yeah. I loved it so much. I loved her laugh. Oh, yeah. She had the, she had the best Contagious. laugh. Contagious. Uh, you know, we talked about Selena. I'm sure you you listen to a lot of different artists. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your parents, your parents, your grandparents being from Mexico. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of music were, were you listening to? Everything. Everything. Like Look, Chente. Like, of course, that, like, Vicente... Jenny Rivera also, I mean, may she rest in peace, was a huge, like, 
my mom and I, I think the first time I ever got, got Liddy Committee with my mom was listening to Jenny. Like, it was hey. like, let's go. Like, we're tequila's coming out tonight. Like, Jenny has that power, you know? She makes you feel seen as a woman, and I love that. Um, Jenny, I mean, salsa, merengue, like, it wasn't even just regional Mexican music. Yeah. It yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. everything, pop rock in Espanol. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Daddy Yankee, Don Omar, Evie Queen. Like, my parents, they were so young when they had me that we kind of grew up together. So they were also playing, like, Brandy, TLC, like, Tupac, like, Salt and Pepper, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Um, so I grew up listening to everything. So that's why, like, People ask me, like, what, do you, what are you inspired by? I'm like... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Like, it's really hard to break down. You have constantly throughout your career repped Inglewood. Oh, Inglewood. Inglewood. I was going to do it. That's why I smiled. That's like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up in Southgate, which is a neighboring city. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's a very important thing to always wave that flag of where I'm from because mm -hmm. not a lot of people, you know, uh, me growing up didn't see, didn't have a public figure to look up to. Totally. So wherever I go, whenever I can, I always, you know, say, you know, shout out Southgate, my hometown. And um, why is it important for you to, to wave that, that flag and represent your hometown? It's a city of champs, you know, like that, is home. It will always be home. And it's interesting because where I am today, I'm still there. Like, I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know, she left and never looked back. And it's like, yeah. actually, the whole South Bay, my family is present. Like, Londell, Hawthorne, Inglewood, uh, Torrance, like that whole strip. Just if you keep going down, like you're gonna pass my Nina's house, you're gonna pass my Papi and Maita's house, my Lito Malita's house. Like you're gonna see me somewhere at a grocery store or at the little marketitas at the corner. Like that's me all day. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that as a kid, I know LA is really big. But people really think like, oh, Inglewood, so close to Hollywood. And it's like, as a little girl, oh no, it was so far away. The idea of being on TV, that wasn't a real thing. You yeah. know, I had never seen the Hollywood Walk of Fame right. even until yeah. I was like a signed artist. And I was like, mom, we're on Hollywood and Vine. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, like, damn, I saw the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it wasn't normal, you know? It yeah. wasn't normal. Inglewood and Hollywood, especially with traffic, was always so far away. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney+, Plus, Hulu e ESPN+. Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Yeah, you know... Speaking of, of being on, on the screen, you know, you, you've done films, uh, you've been on, on television, you know, as, a, as an actress as well. Um, is, that, is that something that you have a, a strong passion for, potentially, you know, want to do more of? For sure. It's yeah. one of my, um, I mean, one thing that I'm really, re I mean, let's just like put 2020 into context, right? Like it's the year <laughs> Should we that though? like, no, I mean, for me, <laughs> let's put it into context for me because obviously it, it's affected everyone very differently, yeah. you know? 
somebody tried to make a joke about it earlier and I was like, I don't think it's really something to joke about because it's been a really hard year for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's been stressful and draining, but I reflected a lot this year. Like I've actually gotten a lot of good things from my soul this year. And one of those things was really reflecting on why I love what I do, you know, because it kind of was taken away from me. Like I couldn't go to the studio. I couldn't shoot music videos anymore. I couldn't perform. I couldn't right. go on tour. I couldn't anything. So, man, I miss it. Why do I miss it so much? Why do I love it so much? And I kept coming back to the simple fact that I really just love connection. Connection and creativity go hand in hand for me. And it doesn't matter what language mm -hmm. or what form. So it could be through music, but it could be through film and TV, whether it's me in front of the camera as an actress or eventually wanting to direct and produce, you know, my my own projects and write too, you know. And that's something that I've really, because I have so much time at home, like I started doing. Um, but the the world of film and TV really shifted also my creativity when I went into my Spanish project because I was shooting Power Rangers at the time. Yeah. And... Um, that was when I was like, yo, I'm doing something new and different in my career, which is acting. I never went to drama school. You know, my parents didn't have money to put me in acting classes. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to try. And here I am on a major studio film shooting Power Rangers. Like, I was tripping out. I was so inspired. And I was number five on the call sheet, right? So if you're number one, that means like you're the lead character. You know, I was number five. So I wasn't that important. So I didn't have that many days on set. So I would have more days off than some of my castmates. And that was my first time living alone. I was in Vancouver, my own little apartment. But I'm Mexican, right? We don't move out until we're married, really. Yeah. So <laughs> it was tough. And I hated being alone. Like, yeah. I really did. And I was like, yo, on my off days, I'm still going to go to set. And I would go to set. And I would wrap wires, I would push carts, I would change batteries and mic packs. I would ask, you know, the guy who holds the boom, I'd be like, do you ever get like really tired? And he's like, <laughs> are you really asking? Obviously I'm sweating, you know, trying not to breathe heavy. Wait, because you're holding the boom? Yeah, I was trying to learn, you know, I That's was real. fascinated. Yeah. So fascinated by this. It's crazy. Amazing. I was at one point, I remember looking at the techno crane and being like, wow, this is amazing. And I looked at the the little um, the little handles and the homeboy was making it look so smooth, so easy. Camera was pushing in, going up. I'm like, I could do this. He's yeah. like, all right, try. Yo, don't put me on a set with expensive equipment, okay? Because <laughs> it is a liability. So Fortunately, I didn't mess anything up. Okay. But the way I like to explain it is it's kind of like doing this, right? And some people can do it very easily. Rub their belly and tap their head. Can you do that? So you're rubbing your rubbing I'm, your I belly and tapping it. your head. Okay, now try to switch it. Tap your head and rub your belly. Tap. Oh, Tap shoot. your head. Yeah. No, it's really I, hard, right? Tap, tap my head. You're tapping your belly. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm horrible at that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. It's like you could be really, you could, it could look really easy. You're yeah. doing it. And then just now just switch it up opposite hands. So it was like I was trying to learn how to work this techno crane. And then I was learning different styles, right? So like, okay, what does it mean to be on sticks? Camera's on sticks. I don't see no sticks. Like, they're not, oh, the stands. There's camera stands. Okay, that's what they mean. 
And going handheld literally means handheld. They're going handheld with the camera. It's gonna get a little dirty. Oh, they got this really cool thing that makes the camera go Dutch and it's just gonna do full 360 spins with us. Like I was, as you can see, obsessed, okay? I love that. So obsessed to the point where I was like, I wanna direct my own music videos. I have so many ideas. I wanna make mini movies. And I had this song named Sola and another song named Mangu. And I was like, what if we just like put two songs together and two music videos together storyline wise. And I had this like whole like gone girl vision in my head where like my boyfriend like cheated on me. So I faked my death. <laughs> and like he had the audacity to come to my funeral with the, the other and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I realized like she's a victim too to yeah. his craziness and I got to save her. Like I didn't like this like woman against each other thing because I feel like that happens way too often. Yeah. So I was like, I got to save her in the end. Like that's the like, ooh, she saved her. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had all these Plot crazy twist. ideas. So I was like making all like my own treatments and stuff. And that came from like being on set and being like, yo, I know what we can do with this budget. And it wasn't a lot, but like we made shit happen. And no. I was just like, that was really, it, it went hand in hand. The film, TV, music. Because, like, I don't know about you, but do you like, like, when a song comes out? Yeah. Do you like for there to be a music video? Um, Are yeah. you someone that can, like, or is it, is it a necessity now? I, no. I don't it's think not? It's, it, I don't think it's a necessity. That means, like, you really love music. But, like, fans, they're like, oh, my God, where's the video? Like, if there's no <laughs> video for a song that you put out, like... Yeah, you, you got bougie fans, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, my, I'm like, the label's bank account's a little upset at that. But it's become, like, an industry standard. And I think, for me, I'm thankful for it yeah. because I'm a visual artist. I love to give people an insight as to what is going on inside my head when a song is being played, you know? Right. It's a whole other avenue. But yeah, that really came from film and TV, man. That's really amazing. Did. Yeah. That's amazing that you were, you were like putting in the dirty work. A lot, a lot of people, most people would not do that. Especially that are, you know, that are, you know, like yourself in the game and they'd be like, oh no, you know, call, call me when my, my, when I'm ready, when they're ready for me, you know? And I'll, then I'll they be, don't know I'll their be, lines. I'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be they in They keep my... not missing, they keep missing their mark. Yeah. I mean, I had, I've had my moments like that. You're like, you're tired too. You know, what we do is really hard. There's times where my team, like, they know I want to be there. They're like, B, if you can get 30 more minutes of sleep, can you please just do it? Like, I'm that obsessive over this. Shit. Um, but it is exhausting too. So I don't blame people. Like, as long as you show up and do your work, like do your part, yeah. I think it's like you're good. No, that's that's see that right there is is something that a lot of people don't know um, that it takes a lot of hard work, dedication and passion for this. Mm -hmm. It's it's not, you know, and, and the more I always say, like, the more, you know, the more you're worth. Right. So if you know how to how a, a camera will can push in or, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, how to how to segue, how to transition, even like when it comes to edits and editing and things mm -hmm. like that, like graphics motion graphics like the more you know the more you're worth so yeah. what you're doing is is just adding to to your 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 role your what is that's it? Like a beautiful you're, you're, you're way like to a, think about that i like that you're like a a, a human swiss army knife you know what i'm saying Ooh. you can you can do a little bit of everything which is which is great and becky a lot of people don't don't do that and can't do that let's just say this is my lane 
right? Like I'm, I'm, I do, I do, you know, I do radio, or I do television, and or I'm a host, and that's all I'm gonna do, and or I, 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 I'm a songwriter, and that's all I'm gonna do. I'm a singer, that's all I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, but growth happens when you understand the other side of things. Right. That's why I respect what you do. Oh wow! Thank no, you. No, I'm serious. Like even being a podcast host like for me it was fun because like as you can see i like to talk a lot so like i'm like oh i could talk about whatever i want and really like the depths of it awesome but like really prepping and like interviewing people like i've hosted award shows and they're like okay so if prompter goes out you know your script right and i'm like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean prompter might go out it's gonna be there right nope Literally, award show day, I know that like the back of my hand. Like, yeah. you've got to. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. What you do and just, like, in general, like, understanding the other side, it just, it's a dance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even when you're working with a cameraman, it's a dance. You just got to know. Because if you miss your mark and whoever's racking focus is, like, it's right there. Like, can you just make it? Yeah. It, it's good to be conscious of that because it is time, too, you know? It's it's like putting it's like putting together a car or, or I guess like putting it apart and then kind of putting it back together so that mm-hmm. you just understand the ins and outs. How of it. exactly. Um you talked about the the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot, a lot. This has been like an intense, challenging year for for all of us. Um for me, it's 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 been for sure one of the one of the most challenging mentally as well. Yeah. Um, I started doing. I've always been a a mental health advocate. Same. Um, however, I didn't start therapy until 2020. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Which I'm I'm I, I, we'll go into it in a little bit, but I'm I'm really it's one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. Uh. I saw I saw you tweet something uh, saying that I have the something I have the best therapist or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I said my so therapist you, is good. Yeah, yeah my therapist <laughs> said, is good. My therapist is good. Talk to me about about therapy, and the reason why I want to talk about this, uh, Becky, is there's a stigma over therapy, especially in the Latino community and the yeah. Latinx community, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, the reason why I talk about it is I want to break that stigma. I want totally. I want to break that that way of, of, of thinking. Um, so why is it obviously I know why it's important for you to do it, but why mm-hmm. is it important for you to to be vocal about it? I mean, I think there's two really important things to acknowledge. Um, I think for brown and black communities overall, culturally speaking, it's taboo. Yeah. We're too prideful to admit that we need help. Women, for some reason, we're supposed to just endure all this pain and suffering and still be a good mother, a good wife, a good friend, a good daughter. It's a lot. And then men, just flat out, boys don't cry. That's all you're told since you are barely able to walk. Right. Suppress your emotions, suppress your emotions, suppress your emotions. And... That's really toxic. And then on top of that, the other thing that is important to acknowledge is the access to the right resources. I didn't grow up having the best um, health insurance. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it wasn't until my dad got a really good job. And then my dad actually was no longer, he lost his job. Mm. And then I was booming as Becky G had no health insurance. <laughs> and my bank account was low key. I was Becky G, but you know, with contracts and stuff, sometimes mm. the, the back end doesn't hit until way later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's going to cost me how much for a sore throat? I'm good. <laughs> I'll drink some tequila. <laughs> Sana, sana, sana. You know, like yeah. I was like, I'll be fine. And a tecito, right? Like, but tenemos, it's, it's, tenemos. it's access. It's really, yeah. it's access to that our communities um, really, you know, bear the short end of the stick when it comes to that stuff. And so I talk about it with also recognizing what a privilege it is to be able to go and get therapy. Right. Because a lot of people don't even have that. And, and that's what I really look forward to is us having more of these conversations to start inspiring households to learn the proper tools and know that, okay, maybe we can't afford therapy. Or maybe therapy isn't covered by our insurance, but yeah. we have access to books. I mean, even just what I went through a phase uh, after uh, six months in active therapy my therapist straight up asked, just like, what are you following? Why do you, like, hate yourself so much? And I'm like, what do you mean, what am I following? She goes, I want you to go through your Instagram right now and, like, see. And it was just, like, a bunch of distractions, a bunch of things for me to compare myself to and not enough healthy things. Mm -hmm. And so I started even following, like, dope, like, therapy accounts. Like, therapists were doing, like, IG Lives talking about like generational traumas. Oh. I was like, this is amazing. And so I started sharing this stuff too, because like I said, access is so important, but I'm such an advocate for it. I'm two years now into active therapy and I feel like I'm still just barely scratching the surface and I'm only 23. Yeah. And I still got a whole life ahead of me. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> oh, I got a whole life ahead of me. Get ready. <laughs> uh, I'm the, I feel like a cat who's lived like seven of their nine lives already. Yeah. It's weird. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Yeah, no, but uh, and you, you've, you've squeezed every bit of, of greatness out of, out of the years you. that you have be, um, you know, when it comes to, to therapy, a lot of people, I think most people don't know that there are free services available as well. And mm -hmm. all you have to do, all you have to do is just go on onto Google and, and type in free therapy. And there's a ton, a ton workshops, you know, family groups that was something like even my family all my siblings my mom my dad everyone this year officially started therapy I guess I had to be like the hamster you know like the test <laughs> hamster they're like let's see what happens and then it was it was this thing my I mean my family really saw me on my lowest really saw me on my lowest it got to a point where my mom literally had to grab me by the face and tell me you know we love you for you yeah like, even if you chose to not do this ever again, like, you got us, you got yourself, like, it's not about everything. Everything else is just a bonus, but mm. like, you come from nothing, you're fine with nothing, you know? And that changed everything. I was like, whoa, I was that depressed. Like, 
I had everything. You're in front of thousands of people, the adrenaline and then the crash. Yeah. And be like, I'm alone in my hotel room and nobody wants to be my friend. Like, it was sad. It was like, I, I was like a freaking like evil, how, sappy how, movie. How long ago would you say this, this was? <sighs> I'm kind of going through it right now. I'm just going to be frank. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's not to be like, oh, poor pop star, you know, no. I feel so sorry for you. It's just, it's, it's, it's an life. ongoing thing. No, I've, I've actually, so I've suffered from anxiety. I don't want to say suffered. I've dealt with anxiety yeah. now for... Many years, my first ever panic attack, I was about 13, 14 years old. Wow. Didn't know what the hell was happening. I thought I was dying. My parents thought I was dying um, and took me to the hospital. I was dehydrated. I They were like, you know, what's been going on at home? I had been working a lot. And so it was it was a lot, man. Um, so anxiety has always been there. And then a little cloud of depression. I, I I like to refer to it as the little cloud. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I look at my thing, it's a little cloudy today. Clouds you know, co- clouds it's come a little and go. cloudy today. But it doesn't mean that the sun isn't bound to come out at some point, you know. So it's just knowing, like, you are not your depression. You are not your anxiety. Yes. Like, it's happening to you, but you have the power to decide. Right. When it stops. And it just takes a lot of work and consistency. And yeah. so I hit, like, my first real rock bottom yeah two years ago yeah that's why i ended up in therapy i was like yo i'm talking to my family about this but i think they're just listening to be cheese muscles like i don't think they're listening because they actually want to help me you know obviously they want to help but they just you only have access to so many tools growing up that Mm -hmm. therapy just opened it to a whole new level yeah and and i've i've been talking about it a lot with with my with my family and um you know I've, I've, I've never experienced be anxiety up until this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really experienced depression up until this year, mm-hmm. and that happened because, you, like you mentioned earlier, everything was was sort of stripped down, stripped away, and you were just then you were I was you know in self isolation and. And it was it was just a lot. Like I feel like a lot of the things that we may or I may have suppressed was what was happening because I was just so busy, right? And the reason why I wasn't doing therapy was because I was busy. Mm-hmm. And then once everything was gone, I was like, oh wow, now I'm I have to deal with this. I have to Oh, I have to deal with myself. Work work <laughs> yeah. through this. And I mean, I I had an option. I had an option to 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 be in a in a hole um or you know with 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 clouds all around me or or try to you know make the the rainfall and 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 see another sunny day you mm-hmm. know and and uh it's been like you said it's been a uh a, a journey mm-hmm. um and i think it's it's a it's a beautiful thing that um you know people like ourselves get to talk to um you know each other about this and, and have people listen and, and you're not alone, you know, At you're, all. you're never alone. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been talking to my family and, and, and even my siblings about, about therapy and, and it, you know, my family is very, very traditional, you know, I don't, I, no, no estoy loco, no, no necesito yeah. eso. And it's like, no, that's, that's the, that's, the mis- the- that's a misconception, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and we're breaking that. And now I'm, I'm getting questions from my family where it's like, so, how do you feel to therapy or 
what does that do for you? Or what do you talk about? So now there's, yeah. Yeah, now they're intrigued. They're intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's an amazing thing. Um, I, uh, I, I, if I, if I may, I'm going to share that yesterday I had a really, really beautiful, uh, therapy session with my therapist and, um, he's, uh, he, he's, he's amazing. And he was just talking to me about, um, about, about me. And, and he, he was just, I've never heard someone that I didn't know as a person, mm-hmm. like personally, like yeah, this yeah, was yeah. my therapist. I've never heard uh, someone talk to me about these things or compliment me or, or, or just say these nice wor- words to me. And I, I started crying like a baby i was like ah yeah <laughs> those are the good ones but it was oh my god it was beautiful it was a release it was beautiful it was a release yeah, yeah. and and uh and i you know i laughed a little i said i've i, I said i i've never really cried with with a man before <laughs> I and that makes me so sad us girls we do all the time <laughs> yeah. i said and, and uh, he's like well i'm uh I'm excited to be your first. <laughs> oh my god, that's and, hilarious! And it was it, it was such a such a beautiful moment. That's but, incredible. But it it does so much. It does, it does. so much. So, uh, so thank you for sharing that. No, thank you for sharing that. That's massive. And yo, I, I mean, to all of our youth, really, like, I hope you guys get inspired by these conversations because, like you said earlier, you're definitely not alone this year. I thought this year was going to be the year that I got everything I ever wished for. Like, I was ready. I was like, it's my Jordan year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned 23. Like, I mean, I after my, my 23rd birthday, like I said, I did Houston Rodeo. I was like, it's on. Oh, I was looking at my team. I was like, I hope you guys are ready because I'm ready. Looking at my family, like, I might be gone again, but it's going to be worth it, you know? Yeah. And then two weeks later, it was like, shut down. I was like, oh, whoa, reality check. There's a lot more important things in the world yep. than tickets to the next show and how much did we sell the merch and blah, 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 blah. It was like people, if they're not being lost to COVID-19, they're losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. What? Like it was, it shook me to the core. Yeah. And I'm full-blown empath. So like, you can only imagine, like, the anxiety was so consuming. And that's just that's just me. And I, I'm pretty fortunate. I'm very privileged. There's so many people out there that I know, like, are, are waiting for a safe space or, you know, to see themselves in someone else and say, oh, okay, I am here and I'm supposed to be here, yeah. you know? What would you say is, is the one thing that you've learned and that has been the biggest gain for you? In, in 2020? You can't help others unless you help yourself. That's the biggest thing. Um, in our culture, we're all about family, and that's so beautiful. I love that so much. But one of my greatest strengths in aspects of my mental health is one of my greatest weaknesses. Um, I'm very giving mm. to the point where I find myself pouring from an empty cup. And I think that it's okay to say, hey, this is what I need right now. And I mean, most of the times it's really, it's, it's good things like water and sleep and talking about 
things, real things, not the distractions. Like, oh, I really wish I could have gone to brunch today and had my favorite latte from my favorite coffee shop and go on a hike. And that it's like, no, no, no. I want to talk about like the fact that my chest feels like it's caving in right now. And I just need you to hold my hand really quick. So I feel something, Yeah, you know, um, and not being ashamed of those things because we're so quick to, you know, I think especially first generation, second generation, um, kids, you know, in, in brown and black communities, we always are like carrying the sacrifices of the past generations on our yeah, back and yeah. then feel like, oh, we're cracking under pressure. Like, I can't do that. I'm not allowed. It's like, you're human. You're only human. So that would say, I would say that's really my biggest lesson is you, you can't help others unless you help yourself. And I'm so thankful that I had started therapy when I did. Because I don't think I would have survived this. Yeah. And in context of things happening in my personal life, with things happening in the world, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm thankful. I'm really thankful. Thank you for that. That's, that's beautiful, B. Um, you mentioned the, the black and brown communities. I haven't seen anyone unite the black and brown communities. And I, I know some of that has to do with you growing up in Inglewood, mm-hmm. um, like you have mm-hmm. on social media and someone in, in, in your place. I haven't seen anyone do it as much or as, as good as you. Thank you. And I think it's beautiful. I, I, I've seen you on social. I've seen you, how you, like you're, you're, you're this isn't like a, you posting a, a little graphic saying, you know, Black Lives Matter and call it a day. Yeah. Like, no, this is you nearly like, f- like fighting mm-hmm. being in, 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 you know, the, the, the forefront of this on, on social. Why was that? Or why is that so, so important for you? I feel like to be a good person is just, it's just common sense to me. Like, just yeah. be a good person. That's because you were raised right. Yeah. I don't I don't want to say it's because you were raised. I mean, look, I, I don't have all the answers either. You know, I'm not perfect. I might mess up sometimes. I might have really good intentions and still cause a lot of people harm, you know. But it's about willing to do the work and willing to listen. Like, I've always said, just as important as it is to be heard, it's just as important to listen. And I say this specifically to our brown and black communities because I know that there's a lot that divides us, especially when it comes to our street culture. Yeah. But there's actually so much more that unites us. And that's what we need to be focusing on and also be willing to hear each other out. It's not a competition of whose pain is greater. Because right. we could do that all day. Oh, yeah. And, 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 I, and I will still never know what it's like to be black in America. Right. You know, that's, that's a truth. And also to say blacks and Latinos eliminates the fact that there's black Latinos out there. Right. But we don't, we're not conscious that that's still kind of separating things when actually we need to be uniting yes. things, you know? So um, this year, there's a lot of personal reasons why. You know, I have, I call them my family, but they they really are. I have people on my team, you know, who are black. I have little brothers of mine that I grew up with. Our house was like the YMCA growing up. My brother played baseball, 
Um, and and I have two little brothers who, I mean, one's um, a football player at USC. The other one uh, plays professional baseball. Like, they're killing it. But, like, they are my family. Yeah. And to know that there was targets, not even on their backs. Yeah. Right here. You know, like, that pained me so much. And especially growing up in Inglewood and knowing the struggle. Um, and then it became even more personal just, you know, in regards to me because I did my twenty, my 23 and me. I did, like, a whole, like, little DNA. I was like, I want to know more about where I come from. And I know about my blood, but there's was question marks in some areas. Yeah. And when I got my results back, I was hella emotional because I was like, yo, I knew I had indigenous blood in me some way somehow did not know how close it was in my family tree let alone how much of it was in my blood like tripped me out my dad's almost 50 percent indigenous wow i follow him at i think it's like 39.7 almost 40 percent indigenous i was mind blown and then i also checked myself and i was like Ay, Rebecca, your grandma on your mom's side is obviously very white. She's huerita, huerita, huerita <laughs> from, you know, like a part of Jalisco where the girls and a lot of my primas on my mom's side, fair skin, what part? you know, lighter eyes. What, happened? what part of uh... what part? So my grandma's from, um, I have to say she grew up in Durango, but obviously from Tepa now. Um, and my grandpa was from Tepa, my mom's dad. Nice. So, you know, they're a lot more fair-skinned. So my cousins on that side of the family, they were always a lot, like, lighter. Their hair was lighter. And I was the little Dora the Explorer in the corner with dark, <laughs> dark hair in the brown skin. And I was always like, I never felt any different. But I look at pictures, I'm like, oh, makes sense. I look at my dad's side of the family. I look at my dad. My dad's a brown man. Mm -hmm. I look at my Ita. And I see the features and I see her skin and I'm like, I'm proud that it was never a thing, but also I wish it was growing up so I can understand more, not for the reasons of treating anyone differently, but knowing how much of me was in her and her and how it all came together. Like it was just my, it was a really emotional moment when I read those results. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like that, that keeps you that keeps you grounded, B. Like it's like knowing where you come from, not just knowing where you come from, but like taking it in. Cause some people mm -hmm. know where they come from, but they want to leave it behind. Yeah. You know, like for you, it's I know I want to know where I'm where I where I came mm -hmm. from. And I want to to take that all in and I'm mm -hmm. going to to grab all of this and take it with me and take it to the next level. Yeah, and also I think part of what's really important, part of this whole process, which is the hardest part of it all, is knowing, like, in order to know where you're going, you got to know where you came from, right? Mm. But sometimes there's certain things that we don't understand that get in our way. And those are the things that no longer serve us. Whether it's culturally, whether it's in regard to mental health, right? Like being so strong was something that got us through many generations. Right. But now we're bearing the burden of the anxiety and the awareness of like, whoa, like this is what depression feels like. Like 
man, I think of my grandparents and I'm like, they probably were hella depressed and didn't have anywhere to go to. But it's just been passed down and passed down and passed down that here we are. We're like, I'm so emotional and I don't know why that it's stopping me from going to school and, and pursuing my dreams. It's stopping me from getting my dream job. It's stopping me from having my healthy family, future family. Like I got to learn these things to unlearn them, mm. to then relearn new things. It's a lot, man. Like, shout out to our generations and the future ones because yeah. there's a different type of work that's being done. Definitely. They're Definitely. like, when they say, oh, you're woke. Like, people are really waking up, and I'm so glad. When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney+, Plus, Hulu e ESPN+. Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Yeah, we have a few, uh, you know, we have two new dads here in, in, a, in our production team. <gasps> I need to see team. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and, and, yeah. And one coming, so any day now, right, Marvin? Any day now? Any day Oof. now. He, we, we talked earlier in the week and he's like, man, my baby's due on, on Thursday today. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's like, I'll, I'll come by. I'll come by. So, you know, we, we have, you know, three, you know, new dads now. And um, it, it's it, I see how, how they're working and how they're doing, you know, their 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 job as a father. And it's very inspiring, motivating. Um, and like you said, you know, we're our generation. We have to we have to do better and mm-hmm. not just for us, not just for everyone, but for ourselves in order for us to, to be better for everyone. We have to take care of ourselves first. One hundred percent. And it's like um, sometimes doing better doesn't mean doing more. You know, it doesn't mean doing more like let's stop exhausting ourselves with the things that no longer serve us and put better energy towards like, you know. What could pay off later yeah. for the future generations, for sure. So uh, thank you for, for, for all of that. I, I, I really, really appreciate you sharing that with, with, with me and with us. Uh, I want to talk about your music. I want to talk about the podcast. Oh, that thing. The podcast, <laughs> the podcast in a bit, because you started a podcast too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you just dropped um, the, a new, your debut album. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that long ago, mm-hmm. you're putting out, you know, these these amazing songs. Uh, one that just came out with Osuna. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is 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 the creating today for you different than than it was five ten years ago? I think learning the power of my voice um, really shifted a lot of things for me. I think that since a very young age, I've always had a very strong sense of self. Um, even before I was conscious of it, you know, how I dressed, the sneakers I wanted to wear, the tutus that I wore to school. Like when I was growing up in Inglewood, um, at the, the school that I went to, we had to wear uniforms and I always wanted to like find different ways to like express myself through my uniform because I don't want to wear what everyone else is wearing. Like that's not how I feel, you know? Um, so having that strong sense of self since a very young age helped me a lot in navigating an industry like this, but in regards to music, learning my voice versus what I can do was very different because I can do a lot of things. Like you tell me, Becky, sing a country song. I'll do it. Yeah. Like I love country and I'll do it. But that doesn't mean that that's right for me as Becky G, the artist, mm. you know, 
I could do that as a songwriter and collaborate with other, you know, or maybe find a way to fuse the Becky G sound with other things, which I have done a country song. We did the first ever Spanglish country song and went number one. And it was awesome. Like, I was like, yes, breaking back boxes, breaking boundaries. But um, I think that's like the the best lesson that I've learned. Is that I've the one with, with Chiquis? No, with Kane Brown. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But Jolene came later, which came this pandemic. And that was like also a really special moment because yeah. it shout out to like the 200%. Like Cheeky's is a lot like me. Like she grew up here. Her mom, like my mom, played a lot of different types of music, yep. you know? So do- shout out to Dolly Parton letting us do Jolene in, in Spanish because it, it definitely hit a sweet spot for both of us. What's next? For you as an artist, as an artist. So much. Like I've been in the studio. Um, I did something really special this year that I actually was able to capture that I really look forward to sharing next year um, that I think will really take what my true intention in this industry for women um is to the next level and that is to not just talk about it but to really be about it in all aspects you know um my colleagues female colleagues they know I love them they know if they call me like you want to do a song you want to collab like Nati, Anita, Carol they know it because I'm really about it yeah but also behind the cameras and behind just the girls in front of the camera like the producers the songwriters, the directors, like they're the ones that I want to also elevate and provide opportunities for because there's not enough of them. There's so much talent, but not enough opportunity. And so as an artist in my musical career, next year is really going to be focused on sharing the light, sharing the light with a lot of other incredible women who are just as talented, if not way more talented than I am, and dope. I, I yeah. I was. I doubt that. I, I think you guys. Oh are here. come on! I mean, you, I'm flattered. I'm yeah, flattered. Right, right, but. right, right here, Becky. Right here. You guys are even. Let me. Um, I, I was. Uh, we had a guest on the show, Cheska, uh, and we were talking about like a. Uh, I don't know. Was it my idea, guys? Or was it her idea? Like a Lady Marmalade. I've been saying this. Oh, my God. There's an interview from. <sighs> the guys gave me credit, by the way. So I'll, t- I'll take oh, that. Oh, man. No, there was there was an interview that I did. It was so funny because uh, I remember this because Carol, uh, this was before she was Carol G, the international mega superstar that she is. She was Carol G, the Colombia. Like she had Aya crossing over. And she did, I had seen her at, I think it was, I know it was an award show. It was Premios Juventud. Mm. Yeah. And it was our first time ever like meeting, but I hadn't met her yet. And I remember walking the red carpet and somebody hitting me with, oh, like there's another G in the house. Like, how does that make you feel? Like just in the way they said it, I was like, we need more actually <laughs> and i was like you know what would be really cool i was like if we just did a whole lady marmalade i literally used that and i was like i don't know if like the spanish world knows that song but yes we need something like that where it's everyone coming together and yeah. i've always said this too like i'm not an artist that's like oh i only you know want to fuck with the people i talk mm. no i love new artists i love artists that are on the same level as me i love 
the ultimate, like you put me in a room with Beyonce and J-Lo, I will die, you know, but like I'm a true collaborator. So I think like, yeah, I've been saying this. It has to happen. What, what's the, It'd be like a 12 minute song though. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so long. Let's make it a feature film. Yeah. Uh, what does that dream collab look like for you right now? It's an album. It should be an album. It's an album. Actually, um, this is so funny. She's gonna she's gonna hate me for this, but I remember. So you remember when Bad and Balvin did Oasis? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I literally have messages from like eight months before that telling Nati, I was like, "Yo, we gotta do an album together. Like, if we did an album together like that, I always use this as a reference." When Britney and Christina mm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s, top of their prime time, like imagine if they went on tour together, what numbers that would have done, what that would have done for young girls. Like, damn, you know, if they had done an album together, damn, like, yeah. And I told Nathie, I was like, both of us, before we did Simpiama, she had a billion views with Criminal. I had a billion views of my Yodas. I was like, we come together, we're two, two billion already. Yeah, and then I was billion. like, and I told her, I was like, yo, <laughs> this song is gonna get us another billion. What happened? Now together we're three billion. Yeah. And we got maybe another little sum sum that might even take it up another one. But nice. this is like, that's where my head's been. And I can't wait for the day because I think it's more than a song. I think it's like it's it's continuing the movement, you know, not it just being a moment in time, but a moment in history. Yeah, no, that's that's a uh, that that would be crazy. Yeah, a a, a collab, and, and you know I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't think I, there's been a a collab album with two no women artists. Yeah, no, not especially not in the Latin space. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah, I look forward to 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 seeing that. I also want to congratulate you. On your new ownership, Angel City FC. Hey, down the street, crazy. That must be like huge for you. Being from Los Angeles, now being part of the first, you know, big female women's um, soccer team in Los Angeles. Yeah. Angel City FC, congrats. Thank how, you. how was that feeling? Or how was that feeling when the <laughs> opportunity came about? Well, the opportunity didn't come about. I went for it. Nice. When I got even the slightest sniff that there was going to be a pro women's football club here in my city, I was like, I looked at my team. I looked at my mom. I was like, mom, I need to be a part of this. Some way, somehow. I need to do something. This is incredible. And it is everything I could have ever dreamed of and more like what this club is gonna already represents and what we intend to do is just so awesome and I think that I always say this like I grew up playing soccer as a kid yeah I'll find pictures or something what so position? you guys can see what position in, in the, oh I was defense field. I was way too lazy to be forward for <laughs> sure you know forward you gotta move you gotta you know midfield too especially midfield you're connecting the pieces my man's a midfielder so you know you're connecting the yeah. pieces all the time I was like I'll stay back here <laughs> unless they're coming my way then they'll have a problem <laughs> yeah I was a little I was a little fluffy you know at some points in my childhood but um yeah no I loved soccer growing up and I was always like the smallest one on the team but I was like, oh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like, that was my mentality. You know, I was like, I got this. I always had like 
visions of being like bended like Beckham, you know what I mean? Get that one penalty <laughs> kick. It's like doesn't even make it in. Um That's an OG so, movie. For real. <laughs> um, but I I just think to myself, like as a young girl, not that my professional soccer career was gonna go anywhere, but I would have played so differently if I knew that there was even the slightest chance that one day I could play for my city's team. Man. That would have changed the game for me. And then I think I'm like, well, there's, I'm sure, a lot of young girls still, if not more, playing soccer in, in my city and still don't have that. And so when I heard about Angel City, I was like, this, this is for the young me that never had that. And this is for the future of our youth because we're not just focusing on young women in soccer. I mean, obviously we're a woman's team, but yeah. we're really focusing in on community. We really want to make men a part of the conversation oh, yeah. too, you know, and we've got a lot of love, a lot of love for the team. And, and we're just so proud. We're so proud. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I, uh, I, I DJ, uh, at the, uh, at the bank of California stadium for, for LAFC. I know we're rivals in that way. Yeah, see, I was going to say something, but I can't, right? Because my man, look, I'm just going to say this. Whatever jersey has my man's last name on it is what I'm going to rep. There All right. It is. There so it is. right now it's Galaxy. Yeah. But he's gonna have to put on an Angel City jersey for sure. For That's sure. a given. Okay. <laughs> but it was so funny because obviously you know we have our calls and stuff, our investor calls, and we get our emails and our updates about you know what's what's going on, plans, ideas, and so when we were able to confirm before it was public knowledge yeah. where our new home was gonna be, um. It was really funny. It was a really funny conversation because I was like, babe, I'm headed to the dark side. And he was like, see ya. And I'm like, yo, that's going to be the best because I'm going to have all the pool at this stadium. Yeah. And you won't. I love it. It's great. It's so funny. Yeah. But nah, it's um, it's pretty cool. It is. It's a beautiful home. We're yeah. lucky to to call it our home in the heart of Los Angeles. And like I said, what what our intentions are for the community is like what I'm really looking forward to. Because someone asked me the other day, they're like, who's your dream signing for the team? And I'm like, I don't think we know her name yet. Mm. Like, I can't wait for the future talent from our city. Like, yeah. even just down where I grew up in Inglewood and Hawthorne, like there's a lot of girls that are so talented that, you know, play at Elko that do like the fire. So one day. Yeah. Shout out to Sebastian as well, man. He's he's one of the USMNT, uh, you know. Made a nice little goal yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah, he, he's, he's a very talented, <laughs> thank very you. talented mid midfielder. Um, I so, say thank you for him. I'm like, thank you. I'm so, <laughs> thank you so much. Like you're coaching him, right? Oh, yeah, you. it's all me. All me. <laughs> all right, Becky. So we're going to uh, top this off here with Rapid Fire with Becky G. All right. Um, it's uh, some are yes or no, some are this or that. Uh, if you want to, you know, go a little deeper into why you're choosing uh, these things, you can. Okay. So you're ready to go? Let's go. Favorite song to perform? I'm like envisioning it in my head. There's actually this song, um, Booty. With Setangana. Yeah. That live goes off. It's so much fun. Setangana yeah. got those beats. Oh, I love him so much. Fire. Favorite Spanish word. It's a bad word, and Mexicans don't even really say it, but I learned it from my Cuban friends in Miami. What's that? Coño. 
Coño. Coño. Coño. It just comes out. That and, um, oh, pues. That's the Mexican side coming out. I'm like, oh, pues. Everything's like, oh, pues. Daniel's like, can you just, oh, pues. Okay. Yeah. Favorite salsa song? Salsa song? Do you have a favorite salsa song? Ooh. I mean... I don't know if Mark Anthony's a favorite salsa song, but Mark like Anthony, yeah. Every everything. Everything by Mark Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Green or red salsa. Mm. Now we're talking about food. Yeah, now we're talking about food. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it just depends on what's the spiciest. Like usually In restaurants, the red's spicier than the green, but I've had some fire green sauces. So whatever's the spiciest on the table. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Favorite Spanish show of all time. It could be a novela too. Ooh. No, actually I do. I have one um, and it's really sweet because it was like one of my first de TV debuts as a little girl. It was Sábado Gigante. Oh, yeah. Growing up, that was, ooh, I loved it. I loved Sábado Gigante You so were on much. that would, too. Yeah, I was on it. Yeah. You were what, like 11 or something? I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah I imitated Selena. That's was, beautiful. Yeah, it's crazy. And then obviously you were there with Don Francisco after. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Shout out to Don Francisco and Sábado Gigante, man. My yes. mom got so sad when it got canceled. I She's know, like, ya, same. Ya no sé qué hacer los sábados. <laughs> <laughs> What new technology will transform the future? Ooh, oh, I have so many ideas. I mean, I just think... Whatever technologies we can do to like that are better for the planet. Like things like to help with transportation is like where my head goes. Global warming. Um, well, yeah, obviously to to alleviate that. Yeah. Um, but even if like you know the world doesn't end, but it's still a really shitty place to live yeah. in. That's not good for anybody. So I would say any technology that literally betters the planet or takes the heavy weight off of all the damage that we do to it. Yeah. Favorite Latinx food dish. I would say, what are they? The they're like the French fries with carne asada on top and like cheese and oh, the carne asada, yeah, carne asada fries. fries, yeah. Carnesada and like, I don't fries. know if there's like an official name. I just call them carne asada fries. So the fries with asada on top, yeah, yeah, yeah no, carne I would say fries. those, yeah, for sure. Do you got a spot? There's a spot by my grandparents' house that's really good, really good. Their tortas are fire too. You want to shout them out or no? Yeah, I mean, Tio's Tacos is where it's at. There it is. I got to go there. After? Is that cool, guys? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes. What's a nickname of yours that nobody really knows about? Becca. Becca. Mm -hmm. Best song to play at a Latino party? Suavemente. And lastly, Goes best off. singer of all time? Oh, my God. Uh, that's hard. That's really hard. Because, like, I'm, I love oldies, too. So, like, I think of people like Etta James, who just, like, I'm all about emotion. So when someone can emote, I would even put Selena in, in that list, too. What's your sign? I'm Pisces. Oh, Pisces. Clearly. Gang. There it is. E. We're emotional little, beings. Little glass. <laughs> glass pound. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, do the, we do the knuckles through the, through the plexiglass here. Uh, Becky, B, Becca, <laughs> thank you so, so much. 
for coming down today. Uh, congratulations on everything, on your music, on your Thank endeavors, you. uh, your new podcast as well, in La Sala. And where, where can people listen to, to that? Amazon? Yeah, on Amazon Music um, right now. And I mean, as, as far as like, we're doing it in seasons, you know, because it's like schedule wise. I mean, if I could, my team knows. I'm like, can we just do the podcast forever? <laughs> like forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. But if anyone hasn't checked it out, um, the first season, they could check it out on Amazon Music. It was really fun. It was for the culture completely. It was actually one of the things, little little side um, or behind the story uh, to do with Amazon. I remember telling my team, I'm like, yo, if we're going to do an Amazon, like, I need them to step up. <laughs> like, I was the only girl, the only Latina offered a podcast deal. Now I'm like, if you want my culture... I'm not just going to give it to you. How dare I just have a podcast where we talk about all the important and things affecting our community and not do anything about it. So my proudest thing about it is that every episode is dedicated to the topic and to grassroots organizations that we actually donated to, um, to really show people and lead by example that like, if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it. Mm. And that includes the Becky G's of the world, you know, the artists that do have the platforms that includes the massive, you know, companies of the world to say, hey, like you want us? Let's do something about it. You are changing the game. You're changing the world one day at a time. And, and again, I'm so, oh wait, before I get out of here, I want to show you this photo. Do you remember... I'm dead. I remember this, of course. Here, let me pass you this, this iPad. Oh my goodness. Do y'all see this? Look at this. We Little went to a party. Baby Bex. And we were wearing the exact same long Outfit. sleeve shirts. <laughs> Yo, I remember there was a bar there. I was underage and I was like, maybe I can sneak a drink in. They're like, what do you want, a Coke? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take a coke. <laughs> it's like way too scared to be like, yeah, I'll take a vodka soda, please. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, I was um, kind of afraid for that happening again today. So I was like, all right. I'm, oh, wearing the same we're thing? We're wearing the same shoes. Oh. Yes, yes. We are wearing the same Excuse shoes. Excuse me, guys. I'm going to break the entire set. There's not that much here, and I was still managed to mess it up. Um, yeah, no, that's hilarious that that happened. I remember. I remember that exact moment, which is so crazy because it's been a minute. That was 2014. Yep. Yeah. And we're going into 2021. Which so, is cheers to friendship, to the hustle, and to the future. Appreciate you. Becky G, thank you for coming by today. I love you. The entire team here loves you. It's all love. Same. And nothing but respect. I'm Again, I am beyond, 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 beyond uh proud and excited of everything that you're doing and uh just the way you think is bigger than yourself quite and, literally because i'm really little and, so. <laughs> and that's admirable becky g mondo fresco thank you so much for watching mondo and friends presented by verizon